Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sotelos Podcast Con Mama and Dada It's a fast Thank you, Ariela. Familia, just a few days ago, we were evacuated from our home due to a vicious wildfire. I know it's crazy. It erupted in the hills two blocks away from our home. We learned a lot of lessons, figuratively and literally speaking, yeah. due to this fire that I believe we can apply to our everyday life, especially if you feel like you're being consumed by flames right now, Ooh. under fire, under attack, and you feel like there's no escape route for your situation in life. Exactly. We have a wonderful message of hope for you coming up next. Thanks for hanging out with us. We want to thank God for giving us another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is your boy Edgar, and this is my ride or die, Janet. Wifey. Hello. Hola. La wifey. <laughs> Man, I don't know about you guys, and especially specifically speaking to you that are parents of little kids, but I was so excited this weekend because we thought that with the time change and us setting our clocks back an hour, we were going to get an extra hour of sleep. Yeah. And then I remembered we have little kids living with us. <laughs> you remember. AKA our daughters, Ariela and Alani. And unfortunately, their biological clocks Don't go back an hour. It's crazy. It was a nightmare. They usually wake up. Well, uh, Lani wakes up at 5.30, <laughs> takes a bottle, and then goes back to sleep. She woke up at 4.30. With the time change, just when we thought that was we were going to get that extra hour of sleep, Alani's like, scared. Let me show you what yeah. I got. And Jen and I are sitting in bed as we have both girls jumping in our bed at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> this morning, because we're recording this on Sunday, by the way. And we're both like, babe. Remember when we didn't have kids? Remember when we used to cuddle? <laughs> On the weekends, it just chill and better hasta que nos diera la gana. Oh, hasta las 10, 11 de la mañana. Oh, well, maybe not that Again, we're very grateful for our girls, but you do reminisce on those moments. Pero no me aguito. Anyways, some context to today's episode, familia. And there is a wonderful message of hope that we have for you that as we were praying before doing this episode, today is Sunday, November 1st as we're recording this right now. And obviously we have no idea how the presidential election is going to turn out. Yeah. Because you're hearing this after the election, whether our nation is maybe rejoicing mm. or maybe our country's up in flames or maybe a little bit of both. With that being said, the fact that we got evacuated this past week from our home due to a massive wildfire, just two blocks away from us, I believe fits perfectly with the message that we believe will bless you. And us today, especially if you feel like your life is about to be burnt down in flames. Mm. I know I'm being overdramatic, but let's be honest. A We're in the bit. middle of a pandemic. A lot of you are going through a lot of struggles, anxiety, a lot of doubt, job loss, illness, 
the political climate, the social climate in our country. It's a lot. Yeah. We want to give you hope in the middle of the fire. As we are telling ourselves the same. <laughs> yes. And want to let you know that at times what you think is destroying you is actually developing you mm-hmm. and growing you. Growing can be so hard. It can be tough. And I know that a lot of you, including us, had to do a lot of growing up this Ooh, year. Yeah. A lot of adapting. But I just want to encourage you. And I want you to be proud of yourself because you have adapted. And you've done things that you thought you couldn't. Babe, you're looking at me in the eyes and I'm about to cry because you're like telling me that. I'm like, yes, yes. I'm telling you that, my <laughs> yes. love. And I'm also telling our listener that. Yeah. Because so many of you have overcome so many crazy things this year. And if nobody's told you recently, I just want you to know that we're proud of you. Yeah. And God sees your struggle and sees your pain and is going to continue to provide and bless you above and beyond. All right. So it was this past Tuesday when Janet called me at work around 11 a.m. and said, babe, there's a huge fire two blocks away from our house in the hills. What do I do? I got the girls. Do I leave? Can you rush home? What's going on? Yeah. And you immediately start thinking the worst because that's how I believe humans are built. We think worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what happens if our home burns down? What do you take with you? When do you actually evacuate? Do I have fire insurance? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that is going through your mind. And I rushed home from work. And thankfully, our neighbors, uh, Dan and Connie and Connie are so amazing. They're like our angels in this neighborhood. And they've lived in this neighborhood for many years. And about 10 years ago, they went through the same scare here in Southern California where we get wildfires all the time, unfortunately. And they called me and they said, Edgar, don't worry about your girls. We're here, whatever they need. I think they came over, right, babe? Yeah. And just basically said, hey, we're here. Whatever you guys need, let us know. And I know that they said they won't leave without us, like Ariela, Alani, and I. They gave me (laughs) so much peace. If you weren't here on time. Because I'm in L.A., so I'm about an hour away from where we live. Um, You know, L.A. in the city, and then we live in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And for Dan to tell me, don't worry, Edgar, we are not going to leave without your girls if we need to, like, run out. Yeah. It made me feel at peace. It was a crazy day, to be honest, because I kept looking outside the windows we live in a cul-de-sac and all the neighbors were just kind of looking outside, looking at the smoke, like looking up in the sky. And I kept looking at them to see if they were like packing <laughs> and going. But then I kept like packing throughout the morning because Dan came and said, hey, we have, you know, we have to be evacuating now. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to wait for Edgar and I'm going to pack and I'm going to try to stay calm. And then Ariela is like, mama, mama, can you find my other shoe? Mama, mama, can you do this? I'm like, no, I can't. It was such a rush. I've never felt sad, anger. Zero control. Zero control. I I had never felt so many emotions in one day. And I was like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. And I kept like praying and like singing out loud. And, um, you know, it was just a weird day, weird couple of days. Isn't that interesting, though, is that sometimes we look to other people to know how to react. Yeah. For what's happening in the situation. So what do you pack? What do you take with you? These are the literal things that we learned. And we reached out to some friends that have been in fires and had just gone through an earlier fire in the week out in your belinda yeah our friend moni oh my gosh she was she's been so amazing just telling me all these tips she said record your house you know take video of your of your house every every closet belongings belongings. yeah 
So that was one tip. That was really good. So that in case of a fire and your house burns down, then you have that to report to your insurance. What else? To change your filter. If you know your house is still up when you come back from the fire, change your filter. And what do you pack is a great question because I was going crazy by myself with two little girls trying to pack. So all I could think of was our passports, our, you know, our stash of important documents that I have, like a folder, say, with Familia Sotelo. And then um, bank statements and our cash. marriage certificate. Yeah, it's all right there. And you probably don't even know this, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Janet did an amazing job of packing I have everything. A folder with all of our documents. And she was so cute because she even packed like our microphones. Yeah. And everything that it takes to do our podcast. I'm like, we're going to keep recording. <laughs> we're going to survive off of this <laughs> if, if nothing else is left. And then like statements. And I made sure I put those in my cute favorite bags. Babe, you do understand that bank statements like are online, right? I know. But like, <laughs> you know, you need records, proof of something. I don't know what You're I was so thinking, <laughs> but I made sure I put them in my cute favorite bags. Uh, by the way, we're back <laughs> home now. Thank God. Yeah. But God. when I got home, all this was going on and we're trying to decide when to leave and then eventually the cops came through our street and they were announcing on the loudspeaker out of their cop car, you must evacuate, you must evacuate. That's when we know things were getting real. We're looking outside our back window, looking at the flames getting bigger and bigger and closer and closer. And there's sirens and their helicopters out of a movie. Huge airplanes, huge helicopters. And the girls are looking to us as to how to react as well. Yeah. And it's so interesting, guys, because those of you that do have kids... It just reminded me how our children see us as a mirror of how they should act in life and how you react to life. They're going to learn those behaviors. And at moments where I wanted to freak out, I reminded myself, I got to stay calm and at peace for them. For all of us. Yeah, me too. And for my wife as well. Once we saw the flames getting what they seemed to be larger than the hill itself, you could see it clearly from our backyard. There was a line of five firefighter trucks on this road. As the hill comes down, there's this road, and it's the last road from the hill, and then our community begins, yeah. our houses. And the fire was so close to them, huge flames, and they were just withstanding the flames. And thank you, because you are legit superheroes Ooh, yeah. to our firefighters standing on that road Almost like it is over our bodies that you will not cross over into this neighborhood, risking their life mm. to save our neighborhood. And they were just fighting these huge flames that were coming up all the way up to the road. And that's when we decided to leave. Yeah, because it was getting really windy, too, and smoky. And it was like, this is not healthy for us to breathe and the girls. And as Janet was loading up the girls in the car, I went to her backyard, started watering our backyard, the roof of our house, the backside of our house, and just getting it as wet as I possibly could in case any of the embers were to fly over because of the wind Yeah, and catch something on fire. It would be more difficult to because of the water. How did you know how to do that, babe? I saw our neighbor doing it. <laughs> I take zero credit. I was like pretty impressed with that. I saw the neighbor and I was like, I guess I should do the same. <laughs> Again, we kind of learn from, from each others. other, right? Oh, wow. And that's why it's so important, a life lesson, that you surround yourself with wise people mm. that are wiser than you, that are encouraging and doing positive things with their life. Because at times when we look around, when we don't know what to do in our life, if we're surrounded by dirtbags. That's what you're going to be. That's how we're going to react to yeah. life as well. So good. Mm -hmm. So it's so important that you have a strong, encouraging group of people around you that can always encourage you and show you how to do things better. So I remember we were rolling out 
And uh, babe, you did an amazing job packing. And actually, my friend uh, Majestic asked me, he's like, yo, E, he calls me E, Madge. He's like, what did you guys take? What did you pack? And I'm like, honestly, man, Janet just was so in charge with that. I'm so proud of her. He's like, did you take all your sneakers, your Jordans, bro? And I'm like, no, no, Janet didn't pack those for me. But she did pack some of her favorite handbags. Hey. And I was like, hey, kill me? Well, I used them to put stuff in the bags. <laughs> Why didn't you use them to put my sneakers in there? <laughs> Te pasaste. Oh, babe, babe it's, I kept asking you, what do you want me to pack? Tell me what you need me to pack. And you're like, oh, just my chones, my calzones. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he likes his nighttime <laughs> The most important thing to his me. his daytime underwear. <laughs> let me explain. For those of you that aren't gorditos or gorditas, oh. you won't understand this. But if you're a fellow gordito or gordita like me. You're not gordito. A little chubby Stop. with some love handles. You're cheerfully plumbed around the waist. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying, babe. I have daytime underwear. And I have nighttime underwear. Which I still don't know which are which. So I just packed a bunch of underwear for you. And that was it. That was my most <laughs> important request to Janet. It's like, babe, please pack enough daytime and nighttime underwear. The daytime underwear are the underwear that have this elastic that helps me hold down my lonjas like a faja. It helps me hold down my love handles as if I were wearing, how do you say faja in English? Like Spanx? Like tights. Like Spanx, like uh -huh. tights, yeah. Uh -huh. And then my nighttime underwear is a little bit looser. Like the older ones. Los más viejitos. And I've molded them <laughs> to my body. Entonces, they allow my lonjitas to just let loose and relax <laughs> at night. So anyways, that was the most important thing. I promise you there's an amazing lesson that we learned from this yeah. and the fires that we're sharing with you in a second. But the blessing in all of this, because no matter how chaotic your life is right now and how things may seem like they're up in flames and you have no control and you feel like everything's going against you, you always got to look for the blessings. When you find that blessing or blessings, you zoom in on that, hold on to it. And allow it to keep you afloat in the middle of this sea of just negativity and things that feel like they're overcoming you like you're going to drown. Yeah. And one of the blessings is that it was game six of the World Series that night, Tuesday. Oh. We're huge Dodgers fans. Yes. And we got to evacuate and we went to my mom's house. My dad, for those of you who don't know, passed away three months ago. He was a huge Dodgers fan. Because he's an he was an amazing baseball player. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he taught me my love for the Dodgers through Fernando Valenzuela, who was an amazing Mexican pitcher in the mid to late 80s. And I used to listen to the Dodgers in Mexico when we lived out there on the radio with my dad, the World Series, and so on and so forth. It was game six. If the Dodgers won that night, they would win the World Series. They haven't won since 1988, right? Since Fernando Valenzuela was around with Oral Herzeiter. And we were going to watch it on our own, solo here in the casa. But because we got evacuated, went to my mom's house. My brother George and his family went to my mom's house. We were all together with my daughters. And we got we to threw see a party. the World Series together. And we celebrated for my dad. And we were remembering that. And in 2018, I took my dad to a World Series game versus the Boston Red Sox. And ended up being the longest World Series game in the history. It was 18 innings long. Oh, my goodness. A normal game is nine innings long. It was seven hours and a half. <laughs> and the Dodgers won that game. It was the only game they won in that series. And it was such a blessing. It was like a bucket list type yeah. of moment. 
because my dad kept saying in the extra innings, un jonrón y nos vamos. Oh. We're going to hit a home run and we're out of here. Watch, watch. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. The Dodgers hit a home run in the 18th inning and we, we rolled out victorious. So I kept remembering that. And it was such a beautiful moment. Isn't that crazy? Like, we're not sure what's going to happen to our house. We left smelling like smoke, like we went to an antro in Mexico City. <laughs> but our girls, our daughters were like, it smells like carne, carnita, carnita asada, <laughs> but without barbecue. the meat. Yeah. And we got there, and then we just started celebrating life. I had to snap out of it because I was like so into my emotions that I was like, oh, I'm so sad. And then the moment I reacted to like, okay, we're all safe. And there's this going on, this game, and it was like I let loose. I don't know if you noticed, but I changed. I was like, (gasps) we're alive. And I thank you for that, love, because you were super sad. Because I remember you telling me that as we were leaving, and I'm like, babe, why are you sad? Mm -hmm. And you're like, I just went through our whole house and videotaped it. And it's just like we have so many memories there, and it means so much to the girls, and we could potentially lose it all. And it's not even like I care about material stuff, materialistic, because I know where I come from. I know where we've been, where we live, like everything comes and goes. I know that in in my heart and I just, it felt really strange. Like I felt like I was saying goodbye to everything. But then I pray to God and God is like, no, I got my hand over this. I thank you for that, babe, because you made that choice on your own to change (laughs) your perspective and your attitude. And yet every right to be sad and worried. Mm-hmm. But as we know, the word says, worry about nothing, pray about everything. But it's so hard. Very hard. Yeah. But for those of you listening, when has worrying ever helped solve a problem in your life? Never. But it has always made you feel worse. Right. So whenever you get into that mindset, do whatever you can to hit the eject button, to change your perspective and your outlook on life and focus on the blessings. So I literally did what I preach, changed the atmosphere. I mean, we were at your mom's house. We were celebrating the game. We were happy. The girls were happy. It was like a little vacation and God was going to take care of our house and our neighborhood. And we were there for two days. Yeah. Hanging out with Mabeya and she loved it. <laughs> she was just like super stoked that the girls were there. And then the lesson that we want to share with you and I know will encourage you hit us and has encouraged us so much when we came back to our home, when it was safe to come back because we couldn't come back. The streets were closed. Our neighborhood was closed for two days. Coming up next, we want to share with you what we learned and I know it's going to encourage you. We'll be right back. Familia, if you take anything away from this episode, this is the aha moment. El momento que ojalá te llene de esperanza. The moment that fills you with hope as we share what we learned from this fire and almost losing our home. And we just want to give you hope in the middle of whatever fire you are going through. If you feel like your plans have caught on fire because of 2020. Your emotional life, your personal life, your professional life has been under attack and it's just been consuming you. I really hope this encourages you. So we were out for two days from our home due to the fires. We have the blessing to come home. And again, there's no real damage to our house. 
Gracias a Dios. And to the firefighters and first responders, we are forever grateful for you. We know that the firefighters came from all over the place, San Francisco, Yuma, San Diego, everywhere. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Not only do you put your life at risk by fighting fires this year here in Southern California and throughout the nation, but you're also putting yourselves at risk along with first responders with COVID-19. COVID, yeah. So y'all are true heroes. Thank you. So we come back to our home. And then Jenna and I go for a walk with the girls to go check out the hills that we walk to. It's a five-minute walk, two blocks away, and everything is completely black. And I just remember that vision looking out our back window and the flames were what seemed to be the same size as the hill when they reached the very bottom of the hill up against the firefighters. They were probably like four times as high as a fire truck. It just looked like it erupted. And even though there was helicopters and airplanes dumping water on it, it just, it seemed unreal, guys. It seemed closer than it was. That's for sure. One of our neighbors is a retired firefighter. And I was talking to him about that moment when I saw the flames just erupt and get so close to the last piece of road before hitting our houses. And I said, that moment was unreal, John. And he said, actually, those flames at the bottom of the hill were started by the firefighters. Wow. I was like, what do you mean by that? And this is where I want to tell you about your life. It's all about perception and point of view and where do you position yourself? Because to us, it seemed like things were getting worse. It seemed like those flames were about to consume us and we're about to cross that street. But we weren't previewed to what was really being done and what was being worked on behind the scenes. Mm. Just how God is working behind the scenes in your life and what the enemy meant for evil and to destroy you god will use for good those same flames were being used to protect us let me explain yeah. can you explain that because what did john say he they the firefighters made that fire so the firefighters saw that the fire uh-huh. was coming from the top of the hill and it was heading down the hill Rapidly. and about to uh-huh. come in and consume the homes mm-hmm. so what they did is they started a backfire And what that is, is they started a fire at the bottom of the hill and they created the fire so that it would go up and meet the fire at the top of the hill. But really what it was doing by starting it at the bottom of the hill and going up, it was going to consume all of the dead grass that was in the hill, all of the fuel that the fire needed to come down the hill and eventually come to our homes. Wow. They started a fire that consumed all of its fuel. I would have never thought about that. So that it wouldn't reach us. Mm. So it just goes to state that what the enemy meant for evil, Mm -hmm. God can use for your own good, for your own protection. What we thought were the worst possible flames that were in its worst situation about to consume us, it was actually being started by our own firefighters. Wow. But we weren't previewed to that information. We were just freaking out because it was getting smoky, windy, and the flames looked like they were in their backyard. In that moment in time, we just had a trust in the experts, the firefighters. In this moment in time, you just got to trust in God that he's working behind the scenes to protect you. And there's only so much you and I can do. The rest we got to leave in the hands of God. So I just want to encourage you. Wow. That as you feel like the flames are about to consume your situation right now, just know that God is using them for your good to clean out Mm. the things in your life, job situations in your life that are only going to make you stronger, that are only going to be making you a more grateful person. Mm -hmm. But it's all about your perspective and your position. 
But just know that God is at work behind the scenes mm. through its own backfires. And in Proverbs 3, 5, it says, trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. <laughs> Sometimes that. to our limited capacity, babe, because we don't know anything about firefighting. I love that. Yeah. We thought that was the end for our neighborhood. But the firefighters knew what they were doing. Yeah. You know what I've learned throughout this year? Oh. <sighs> Most of you know that we've been through a lot, and I'm sure you have been too, but what Pastor said this morning online service really caught my attention because he said, before the enemy takes us out, he tries to wear us out. Mm. And that means you can lose your faith, you can lose many things, but he's trying to get to us because God has a bigger purpose, and if you get distracted from it, that means the enemy's winning. So it hit home because I'm like... No, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to be like this. I'm not going to worship the enemy, you know, because he's not going to win. No matter how many battles we have to go through, fires, death, losing a job. We've been through them all this year. And look at us here. I feel like you and I are stronger. And those of you listening now are also stronger. But it, it's amazing how God has to put us through situations so that we can learn to grow. And growing can hurt and growing can be tough. So don't give up. And just as you see the flames getting bigger and stronger, just know that it's God at work behind the scenes to protect you from future things that could come. Before we recorded today's episode, we weren't exactly sure what we wanted to talk about. We knew we were going to talk about the fires, but it wasn't until this morning that when we were in prayer that God gave us that lesson of the backfire. Yeah. How the firefighters started that fire to consume all of the fuel for the fire that was trying to do us harm. See. And it took all that harm away so that it wouldn't get to us. So however God is cleaning your life right now, mm -hmm. distractions, mm -hmm. people, temptation, bad work situations, addictions, just know that it's for your good and it will all work together for your good. Not that the things that are happening to you are good, but they're going to work together in the future for your good. And I love what you said, babe, is the enemy tries to weaken you and mm -hmm. get you weary mentally, yeah. emotionally, yes. physically. Yes. And unfortunately, you know what happens is that when we're mentally, emotionally, and physically weak, we lash out at the people we love the most. True. And we react to situations the way we normally would react. Y nos enojamos más fácilmente. Eh, le gritamos a la persona que tenemos a nuestro lado. We go off on people that we love for no reason, but it's really all the anxiety and sadness that we're being consumed with. So don't allow it to also ruin your relationships with your wife, with your husband, with your brothers, with your sisters, with your parents, yeah. with your friends. And as we wrap up this episode, I understand that it's been a tough year for those of us that like to have control over our destiny, <laughs> our control freaks, especially with so many factors that have happened that are out of our control. A lot of unknowns. We are trying to hold on to the unknowns when we should always be holding on to what we do know. Mm. God has plans to prosper us and not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. Don't focus on the uncertainties in the world, but instead focus on the certainty that God is for you and not against you. Yes. And I don't know the results of our election. Janet doesn't know because mm -hmm. it is Sunday. But no matter who won, whether it was Biden or it was Trump, just know that God is still for you and not against you. Mm. And I'll leave you with Mark 
chapter 3, verse 24 and 25. And it says, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, the house cannot stand. So whatever the results of this election may be, if we stand divided as a nation, regardless of who the heck the president is, we're not going to make it, y'all. And I don't know about you, but I'm not going to allow any president, whether it be Biden or Trump, to control my life or my family. Your household. My household. Mm -hmm. Or how I respect and love my neighbor regardless of their beliefs. Because a home that stands divided, if a nation stands divided, we are not going to make it. So whomever won, we may not have control of that for the next four years, but we do have control over how we react and how we treat each other. Very well said. Thank you all for all your love and support. Please subscribe to our podcast. Please leave a review whenever you can, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps us tremendously. And connect with us on social media. Yes, on hashtag Los Otelos or on our website, losotelos.com. And thank you so much for being part of our 100,000 downloads. Yes, Ooh. thanks to you. We reached over 100,000 listens to our podcast. Muchísimas gracias. And we leave you with a little bit of this song that encourages us. It's called The Blessing. And our girls love it. Yes. They sing to it. Alani and I'd be like, ah. By Elevation Worship. It's called The Blessing. Just to remind you that God is for you and not against you. Love you guys. Love you guys and have the best day ever. Thanks for listening to Hanging With the Sotelos Podcast. Good mama and dada. Oh, <laughs>